Good morning, everyone. I'm delighted to kick off this important summit. Many thanks to American Shipper and FreightWaves for putting together a terrific agenda of insightful topics and speakers over the next two days. What you see and hear behind me is America's Port at Work, which also happens to be my office every day. What a spectacular setting here in Southern California. Spanning 7,500 acres and 43 miles of waterfront, the Port of Los Angeles is the busiest container port in the Western Hemisphere. Last fiscal year, we moved more than 9.7 million 20-foot equivalent units, or TEUs. We've broken cargo records three out of the last four years. This hum of constant activity means that we're hard at work 365 days a year to support shippers and cargo owners from around the world. Our 27 terminals, 82 ship-to-shore cranes, and 100 trains daily also illustrate just how important the Port of Los Angeles and international trade are to our nation's economy, with cargo reaching every one of the 435 congressional districts in the United States. Our work, collectively, is vital to keeping our nation's economy healthy and growing. This means job creation. In fact, one in nine jobs in Southern California and three million jobs nationally are connected to this port complex. So what we do here is truly of national significance. It is even more critical given the times that we are currently experiencing. Amid international trade tensions and the COVID-19 pandemic, the Port of Los Angeles has and continues to remain open for business. Terminals are fully operating and cargo continues to flow day and night. Our Los Angeles Port Police regularly fly drones over the operations for public safety purposes. As you can see, we have plenty of room to grow. We consistently monitor speed and fluidity on our docks to ensure efficient cargo operations. Two and a half years of international trade conflict coupled with the pandemic have impacted us all. Here at America's busiest port through August, cargo volume has decreased about 12% compared to last year. Considering that 27 million Americans are currently receiving unemployment benefits, I'll take operating between 85 and 90% of typical volume at this time. Imports year over year are down about 12%, which continues a downward trend that we've seen for much of the past year. Export performance, due in large part to trade tensions with China, has been a struggle, down about 18% so far in year 2020. China is our port's largest trading partner, so it's no surprise that we've seen U.S. exports decrease on our docks for 20 of the past 21 months. Still, we're seeing positive signs amid these challenges. Blank or canceled sailings have eased. In February and March, as the pandemic took hold, we saw a combined 40 blank sailings equivalent to nearly 500,000 TEUs. However, in July, we had just two blank sailings, one in August, and expect none this month. We had a strong July, showing a 24% increase in cargo volume over June, and August cargo volume surpassed 900,000 TEUs, the best August we've had in our port's 114-year history. 
In recent months, retailers have been restocking shelves and warehouses are replenishing inventory levels in advance of the year-end holidays. Our data suggests that this volume uptick will continue at least through the end of September. We're currently forecasting 2020 cargo volume to come in above the 8 million TEU mark. Depending on how the fourth quarter plays out, we will see a year-over-year -year decrease in the range of 8 to 12 percent. It's certainly not what we anticipated when we started the year, but 2020 has been anything but predictable. Today's challenges have introduced widespread uncertainty, created erratic trade flow, and further spotlighted the need to reassess strategies. Indeed, we are in the midst of challenging times. This pandemic has wreaked havoc on economies around the globe. I've been in the supply chain business for over 32 years, and I've worked on the ground in 50 countries. I lived in China during the SARS crisis, so I've seen firsthand what a viral epidemic looks like. This novel coronavirus is more pervasive, more deadly, with the potential for even greater human toll and deeper, more lasting damage to the global economy. This is why we all must do whatever we can to fight it. One way is to assure much needed supplies are reaching the people that need them most. In March, I was appointed by Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti to be the city's chief logistics officer, concurrent with my duties here at the port. We quickly went to work, established Logistics Victory Los Angeles, or Love LA, to marshal our city's logistics and purchasing capabilities in an all-out effort to speed personal protective equipment to our medical and other frontline workers. In April, faced with a dire need for N95 masks, Love LA signed a contract with the iconic Honeywell Corporation to produce 24 million N95 masks over a two-year period. Nearly 800,000 of these masks have already been allocated at cost, 79 cents per unit plus tax, to local hospitals. No markup, no margin. A service of the city of Los Angeles. I'm happy to share that to date, we've distributed more than 1.5 million units of protective equipment and other supplies to more than 30 Los Angeles area hospitals and 28 skilled nursing facilities. We've also been humbled by the generous donations of some of our industry partners. Just a few weeks ago, the Port of Los Angeles, in partnership with shipping leader CMA-CGM, donated 75,000 FFP2 respirator masks to the United Farm Workers of America. These masks, the European equivalent of N95s, are being used by farm workers at the very heart of our food supply chain. At its core, Love LA is a humanitarian response to the disruption and breakdown of the global medical supply chain. But medical supplies are not the only global supply chain experiencing disruption. The present crisis has highlighted how both indispensable and fragile our industry is. More than ever, we need to improve the resiliency of our supply chains. This requires bold steps in the digital transformation of the maritime industry to supply greater visibility, reliability, and efficiency. Since 2014, 
The Port of Los Angeles has been leveraging information technology and data-driven insights in support of supply chain optimization. It all starts with being responsible stewards of data. By respecting the proprietary nature of data in the maritime industry, we can create industry-wide culture that recognizes the value of data, capturing it, and turning it into actionable insight. Internationally, there has been significant interest in combining data from different systems to optimize point-to-point -point routes in the global supply chain at large. As a result, ports around the world have joined a smart ports movement powered by digitization. The Port of Los Angeles embraced this approach in 2016. Working with General Electric Transportation, a Wabtec company, we co-created the Port Optimizer. It's a port community system built on U.S. Customs data designed to harness critical supply chain elements on our containerized imports. Today, nine of the port's top 10 carriers are now feeding data into the optimizer. This digital port community system has given our supply chain partners secured, channeled access to real-time integrated data and insights in a single portal. It has improved line-of-sight visibility on cargo and enhanced predictability. Cargo efficiency and velocity can be improved because of better overall planning capabilities. In order to protect this data, cybersecurity is even more important. Back in 2014, the Port of Los Angeles established its Port Cybersecurity Operations Center. A dedicated cybersecurity team proactively monitors network traffic to prevent and detect cyber incidents. We've also begun developing the next level of port protection. In the works is the first Maritime Sector Cyber Resilience Center, designed to protect data flowing through our port community. The pandemic has only heightened activity by opportunists. Since March of this year, unauthorized intrusion attempts are averaging roughly 40 million per month on our systems. That's up nearly 50% from January alone. We all know that attempted intrusions and threats never stop. We have to stay one step ahead of the bad guys all the time. Through collaborative data monitoring, collection, and analysis, this new center will have the capability of sharing threat information with port stakeholders. This will allow companies to prepare against malicious cyber attacks that could impact the cargo supply chain and disrupt the critical flow of goods. The Port Optimizer, Cybersecurity Operations Center, and the Cyber Resilience Center are signature efforts that we've pursued here at the Port of Los Angeles. But the push for digital transformation needs to happen on an industry-wide scale. Let's create the capability to provide secure, real-time data to cargo owners and their transportation service providers. And let's activate it on a national, even global scale. This would allow cargo owners, retailers, manufacturers, hospitals, agriculture producers, and others to securely interface with multiple systems and get accurate, real-time data to drive their decision-making. Cargo owners would have greater control, allowing for better planning and succinct movement of goods. Transportation service providers would be able to better allocate labor and equipment. 
For the hospitals we currently serve through Love LA, it would mean greater reliability on the source and arrival of critically needed personal protective equipment and medical supplies. For the farmers across America, this is about choice. A system of systems that gives them the exception management tools to be nimble and reroute their product in the event natural or man-made disruptions occur. Digital transformation is a way to get our economy back on its feet and make it more resilient to future challenges. So what's next? We have the data and the ingenuity. Now we need to accelerate the conversation about policies and procedures to get it done. We need to develop common data standards and open architecture that serve all parties. We will need built-in safeguards to keep proprietary information secure and available for use by those authorized. And perhaps more importantly, it should be developed and designed by the users in our supply chain. It will require all of us, public and private sectors alike, to offer input. Similar to other infrastructure projects, we need to tap into government resources. Congress has shown a willingness to allocate funding for digital demonstration projects just like these. By funding pilot programs, the government can act as a catalyst and accelerate development of the standards, policies, and principles. In turn, this will enable the private sector to mobilize its resources, including its data, to drive digital transformation. Bottom line, we have to come together to get it done. We must treat our national freight network as one system and harness its full potential. It's time we connect industrial sectors, goods movement, and trade gateways with a seamless end-to-end -end system that shares data for the greater good. With today's highlighted awareness about the importance of supply chains, let's move our U.S. freight system into the next gear. The nation's economy and our livelihoods depend on it. And I know we can deliver. Thank you very much and stay safe, everyone.